to As Told Here, conversations and stories shared in the public interest in Studio W at WPAA-TV and Community Media Center. As Told Here brings community media to where you are. Welcome to Out of the Dark. I'm Jane. And I'm Joan, bringing psychiatry out of the dark ages to the 21st century. Hi, Jane. What's tonight's topic? Tonight's topic is um, going to be controversial. Tonight. Really? Yes, yes. It is about medicinal marijuana, the pros and the cons. <laughs> yes, it is, Joan. I can't find any cons. Have you found any cons? I'm trying. Trying. Give us a. Well, you know what? Let's just we're start gonna out. Go, we're going to go into a, a potential uh, drawback at oh, some point perfect. in the show, but okay. should we start with a little history? Perfect. Uh, for about 5,000 years, uh, all cultures, almost all cultures, except for maybe those deep, deep, deep tribes in the, somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, what about animal cultures? You know, Joan, that is an excellent question, and I wonder, you know, because uh, there are certain things that birds will eat that we can't and vice versa. And but you always told me something. Yes. Across the board, every animal will search for some type of drug. Oh, of course. To make them feel better. Of course. Including human beings. Of course. Go ahead. The interesting part of that, Joan, is yes, we all do, even if it's sugar, it, whether it's cocaine or sugar, yeah. uh, to heroin, to marijuana, to whatever, caffeine. The three most popular drugs in, the, in human beings is alcohol, nicotine, and caffeine, which we're not talking about tonight. So go ahead back to the history of marijuana. I just want to finish, though, that the only thing that deters somebody from the withdrawal of certain drugs that have a withdrawal process, even as painful as heroin or a benzodiazepine, for example, mm -hmm. the Valiums and Xanaxes of the world, is freedom. And they will risk. Oh, withdrawal. I had that study. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every animal was given every drug under the sun, yes. and they all chose withdrawal symptoms and freedom to the drug and the cage. Good mm -hmm. point, Jane. Mm -hmm. Very so good about 5,000 years um, among many cultures, many, many cultures, please look it up yourself, um, marijuana, the cannabis plant that includes hemp and marijuana, has been used medicinally and for um, industrial reasons for thousands and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And then something happened. Right, because in the 1800s, it was illegal not to grow marijuana. In this country. Why? And I'll tell you why. You go ahead and tell us why, John. The marijuana plant <laughs> gives... <laughs> I was going to tell you who the two top growers were. But oh, yeah, go ahead with that as soon as I'm done. Yeah. Marijuana, the hemp plant, gives the soil back nitrogen and oxygen, whereas cotton depletes our soil. Crops deplete our soil. That's why farmers have to move and rotate crops. That's why in the 1800s, people had grew the marijuana plant, excuse me, hemp, because it gave the soil back its nutrients. I've had this question myself, so I just want to clarify. Okay. There's a cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the flowers are the marijuana. Mm-hmm. The fiber is the hemp. Wait, women are the flowers, men are the fiber. There you go, maybe. Yeah, probably. Well, it's the female plant that So our the early blood. settlers were growing it, not just to replenish the soil, but mm -hmm. to have for medicinal uses. And they also used it to trade almost as um, currency. So, for example, you know, I stole a couple of your goats. You take me to court, and um, we can't really prove too much, but the judge rules for you that I stole two goats. 
and I might, then they might ask me how much hemp am I growing, and I would say blah, 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 and I have to give you, you know, five plants, for example. That's like when cinnamon was traded for gold. For gold. Those yes. poor people that thought cinnamon was as valuable as gold. I think cinnamon is, is as valuable. All right, let's get back to the medicinal use. Pros versus cons of medicinal marijuana, because more recently, so far right now in 2016, 25 states in the United States have legalized marijuana for medicinal use. Did you really think you'd be alive during this time? No. Me either. No. Me either. I never liked marijuana, did you? No. No, I believed it to be a bit of a hard drug. I actually believed it was a bit of a gateway drug. I believed all the lies, and I'm sorry, I'm going to bluntly say mm -hmm. all the lies. I want you to say I'm that. I'm going to, because I believed yeah. them. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, we did inhale a couple times in college, maybe once in high school. I never liked it, as I know you no, didn't I either. No, I never did. And with any <laughs> drug um, or substance, when you use it on the street, you don't really know what you're getting. It's kind of like, you know, are you going to Krausers for your yodels, or are you going to go to Trader Joe's for that... Um, beautiful vegan moon pie that Michael loves. Whoopie pie. A whoopie pie with all natural ingredients. Mm -hmm. So medicinal marijuana, what they're doing, at least in Connecticut and many, many, how many states, Joan? 25. 25 states. California was mm -hmm. the absolute first state to approve it for some certain medicinal uses in the 90s. But the biggest controversial thing that's going on is Colorado is like full metal jackets, like Amsterdam. Have they had any trouble? Apparently they have. But again, Oh, is medicinal marijuana safe? Absolutely. Are there certain things? Is caffeine safe? Is, what's the other one? Nicotine safe? No. Nicotine on its own is just a mild stimulant, just like the coca plant, a little coca leaf. If we chewed that, we would be fine, but then as man try and women move things into and they um, synthesize it, drugs. synthesize it, synthesize it, so it gets stronger and stronger and stronger, just like the opioids. Right. And those are the danger. Right. Ancient cultures, obviously, I said for 5,000 years or so, were using it for industrial and medicinal uses. So it went from rope to clothing to paper to oil. It's a complete protein. Hemp is a complete protein. I know. Um, the oil for the lamp. Plastic. Pla yes, yes, for everything. So it sounds like it's, I, I, I'm not, well, I am into conspiracy theories. <laughs> Sounds like it was a money issue. A lot of times when you follow that dollar, um, you're going to find that, really, I don't think that was the truth. Who's that doc you like, Daddy likes? Dr. Sanjay Gupta. He's like CNN's doc. He said that every 19 minutes, somebody dies of a prescription overdose, and that doesn't happen with marijuana. Yes. And we've researched and researched and researched, and there is... Well, you is can't tell Jane anything. She just brings it up. Yeah. Tell her behind the scenes, <laughs> and she will bring it up on the show. Um, oh, okay. There were... That's how we're going to play? No, yeah. We're gonna, mm -hmm. yeah. We can play there that way. There were a couple of cases where they, um, the medical examiner decided that two people died of marijuana from cardiovascular complications. But even that, can you really prove that? No. And I want to I wanna decipher and explain between opioid receptors and cannabinoid receptors. There's, there's serotonin receptors, there are norepinephrine receptors, dopamine receptors. There are cannabinoid receptors in our brain. And the opioid receptors are, are connected and affect our, our respirations. That's why if you ingest too much of an opioid, you die of respiratory depression. If you ingest... We're talking something like morphine or heroin. Yes. 
or oxycodone oh, or yeah. oxycon. But with marijuana, those receptors, they do not affect your respiration. So you do not die from marijuana for a respiratory depression. I just want to clear that. Thank you. Is it a gateway drug? No. Most of my clients that suffer from addiction, they said alcohol was the gateway drug for them to mm. move on to other substances. Marijuana keeps them from drinking too much alcohol. It keeps them from, you know, craving heroin. It keeps them from craving cocaine. Maybe. The cannabis plant is very comfortable in multiple climates, different soils, and when Mother Nature gives us something, and uh, chia plants are the other one that I know of that's very full of omegas and protein, etc., we should pay attention to these plants. That can grow anywhere yes. with either little sun, yes. a lot of sun. To be used for several yes. different things, and we've already talked about the industrial uses, and we're going to focus more on the medicinal uses. So Connecticut now is a state that does have um, diagnoses for medicinal marijuana. Yes. The only psychiatric diagnosis, the diagnosis this far, thus far is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. But they've recently added psoriasis, Joan, mm -hmm. Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, MS. They've had cancer. They've had glaucoma. Mm -hmm. They've had HIV-related anorexia. Mm. They've, they've had, had multiple. They've added cystic fibrosis, unless Good. that was already added, because you have to be in the state of Connecticut over the age of 18 to get the medicinal marijuana. There are qualifications for children. For children, and the one I want to say the, the most popular seizure disorders. seizure disorders or severe epilepsy. And nurses are now allowed to give a couple drops of oil or you know, whatever the pharmacist has um, concocted to and it just goes right under their tongue, stops the seizures. I Thank know. God I'm not a mother of a child right now with epilepsy because I probably would be arrested. Yes, so I'm here sure it you is. would be. You, you and I, we, were, we uh, were against marijuana. Yes, if you asked me five years ago, I would have said no, not at all. But the more I learned, again, knowledge is power, mm. the more you learn, marijuana has three classifications, a stimulant, a depressant, and a hallucinogenic. For medicinal use, they have isolated those. So you can take a non-hallucinogenic high and just get the um, cannabinoid that has no THC, which is the active component of usually people getting high, of CBD and CBG, which acts like the benzos. Okay. And uh, seizure disorders. Yes. So let's, seizure clar meds. let's clarify. So there's three typical strains. The sativa which is uplifting with some productivity. That's the one that you said was more like a stimulant. Sativa is very uplifting and can be like a stimulant, yes. But without that uh, jittery feeling like if you took too oh, much Ritalin, Ritalin or, or, Adderall. or Adderall. Absolutely. Then there's Indica, which is kind of like a benzodiazepine. It's the calming. It's calming, but it also has some pain management properties. Mm -hmm. So does THC. And yes. And then there's CBD. And CBG. And yes. those are the ones that act like the benzos and the anti-seizure medications. It's the and anti-psychotic. Anti-convulsant, anti which is anti-seizure. Mm -hmm. Anti-psychotic, mm -hmm. like you just said. Uh, helps with pain management because it's a powerful anti-inflammatory. It's also mm -hmm. a powerful antioxidant. And so that means it would be good for you. Very good for you. Now, can you get into trouble with medicinal marijuana? How so? Well, if you, if you use too much, it's just like too much of anything. Everything in moderation, yes, you could do too much. Um, our governor right now is looking at the edibles. 
Colorado has been looking at their edibles. The, the thing about the edibles, so smoking, not everyone wants to smoke because any smoke is not good for our lungs. But there is, an, and there's literature though that pr proves that cigarette smoking is, of course is much, much worse than smoking marijuana. Let's focus on mm -hmm. medicinal marijuana because mm -hmm. for medicinal reasons, you're not smoking a lot. So you're smoking a lot more if you're smoking cigarettes and then there's 2,000 chemicals or so in cigarettes that are very, very bad for you. So there's some re research that shows that even medicinal marijuana is not really causing lung cancer, for example. Actually, there's research that shows THC within a petri dish kills lung cancer I'm cells. I'm so glad you brought that up because you're right. Within minutes. Yes, yes. So it's anti-cancer as well. It has the, the ability to um, break down some of these carcinogens and get them out of the body. So basically, medicinal marijuana can help with anxiety, um, depression. depression, psychosis, bipolar disorder. Absolutely. The, the, we've already talked about depression, but the manic seizure episode. disorders. Yes. Because we use a lot of seizure meds in our practice. Why? Because we use seizure meds for mood, mood stabilization. Mood stabilization. Yes. But people can often get dull and depressed on those and lose their creativity. Right. So often back in the day, you know this, the violinist would be put on um, instead of the anti-seizure meds, they would be put on the anti-psychotic meds, the newer ones, that did not dull the creativity as much. But now we have CBD acting like a atypical anti-psychotic. Okay, yeah. I'm going to be provocative. Okay, do go you, ahead. Do you think, Joan, do what? you think that there's any mistake or is it a coincidence, <laughs> any word you want to use, that um, several of the newest psychiatric medications that have come out Mm -hmm. are now doing more than the older medications, more of the stuff that the medicinal marijuana does. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, there's a new antipsychotic out there. All antipsychotics block dopamine. Within six months, you're depressed. Now, the, one of the newer antipsychotics actually mimics dopamine number three, blocks dopamine two, mimics dopamine three, which is still a reward center. And it's pretty much blocking your ability to get high off of crack. Exactly. And now so I don't think there's a coincidence in that. Alright, let's just say those three strains we were talking mm -hmm. about, you get those three. There's four. Alright, four, whatever. Most of these medicinal strains you can get with very little to no THC. There are benefits to THC, which is the psychoactive portion of the cannabis plant. Um, but we can compare that getting high to having, um, what, is, what does Lori call it, tie one on, get, have a few drinks. Alcohol is one of the most dangerous drugs out there. There are cannabinoid and it can be receptors very deadly. Right, in your brain. So if you have some, if you have more cannabinoid receptors in your brain, you probably need a little bit of the, the marijuana. And I'm not saying get high. You could do the non-psychoactive, but like Jane said, there are benefits to the psychoactive part as well. A lot. Killing cancer Killing cells. cancer and pain management. Mm -hmm. And don't we want something other CBD than CBD helps with pain as well. Both indica and CBD. Don't we want something other than the And you're saying indica opiates. and CBD. Let's clarify that. The active components in the medicinal marijuana are THC, psychoactive. THCA, psychoactive. CBD, non-psychoactive. Non CBG, non-psychoactive. What Jane's referring to is sativa is uplifting, daytime, feels like you're, no head fog, 
you're productive, you can move forward and do things. No anxiety, but there's that. There are trace amounts of THC. No, there's a lot of THC. Well, not in the ones I get. I get more. The indica, so sativa versus indica. Sativa is most likely AM, indica is most likely PM, unless you're Joan. Joan is an outlier. So what puts people to sleep is usually indica, not Joan, not me. So they've given me something that some people utilize during the day, mm. which helps me sleep. Oh, by the way, did we tell you we have our medicinal marijuana card? We're utilizing it for medicine. We're off psychiatric medicines because of it. Well, I suffer from PTSD. I'm, I'm doing both. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I'm doing traditional medicine okay. and... Um, I'm doing untraditional. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Um, but if anyone asks me... I'm doing plant-based medicine. Good for, <laughs> good for you. Just like I eat plant-based. If somebody asked me five years ago would I want my medicinal marijuana card, I would have been like, no, why would I want that? I, I don't like the feeling it gives right. you, et cetera. I was pretty ignorant because mm -hmm. I think you were too. And the more we learned about it and researched it and then saw clients that had their cards mm -hmm. and they were getting off a lot of medications, mm -hmm. uh, pharmaceutical medications. Not that I don't like some of the pharmaceuticals. Especially pain meds. People are lowering their pain meds because of medicinal marijuana. Now that's a very, very important safety issue right there. Because Absolutely. Because we all know that the government's coming down hard on the accidental or intentional overdoses with all the opiates. And so... Half of which are pres prescribed. prescribed. It would really benefit patient and doc, PA, nurse practitioner who works in pain management to encourage their clients to get the medicinal marijuana card if they meet the criteria for the diagnoses approved in Connecticut because then you don't have to prescribe as many opiates. What are some of the other diagnoses that are approved? Oh, I got them right here, Joan. Nausea uh, for chemo. Uh, we already talked about PTSD and epilepsy. Parkinson's. Great. Multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting because that can, antioxidants can help, help MS. Yes. So again, we're proving here by utilizing medicinal marijuana, it's most likely increasing mm -hmm. an antioxidant effect. It's also approved for Crohn's disease, which is a, can be a very devastating and debilitating disease and you will die be, before. Because of malnutrition. Yeah. It's a, I don't think people realize that. I didn't even realize that, that Crohn's is a disease of malnutrition. Wouldn't it be better than taking a steroid or those um, chemo meds for Crohn's and utilizing marijuana? And we're not saying, oh, just smoke what's on the street. Let's let people know that we're not talking about what you buy on the street. This is sophisticated, isolating out, specific compounds of the hemp and marijuana plant into medicine. Which and that's what they've done with everything. For years Gene, and years and years. What's digoxin? Digoxin is what an is it? old, old, old cardiac medication that controlled arrhythmias. Yes. And it, it's from a plant. Absolutely. Where did tamoxifen come from? That's the breast cancer medicine. I believe the it bark came from of a tree. Yes, the pine bark. Yes. So why is it okay? For people to get medicines from, these aren't real, but from real plants, <laughs> when the marijuana plant is growing in nature naturally, why don't people, why, are it, why is everyone afraid of it? What was reefer madness? What is that? Joan, it was a conspiracy. somebody somewhere it used wanted to be it out of our lives. No, it used, I'm sorry, it used to be illegal not to grow it. Now right. it's a Schedule One medicine. Did we mention Washington and Jefferson yes. were two of the largest hemp? Growers? No. no. 
but I knew that. <laughs> they were. They and remember, were. There's yeah. hemp is part of the cannabis plant, yes. which has the marijuana leaves. Right. So they, th we were growing it in this country. Uh, some people believe that uh, our first flags were made out of hemp. Hemp is a, n a beautiful, naturally breathable uh, fabric. It, we used it for oil, for lamps. Paper. We could have saved all, all those, those trees, trees. And it doesn't fade and get brittle. But let's get back to the medicinal marijuana. Hemp is great in itself. Have any of your clients or yourself decreased their psychiatric or pain medications because they now have the medicinal marijuana card? Absolutely. I've decreased my use of benzodiazepines. Benzodiazepines. Some people get off their antidepressant. Some people don't need their mood stabilizer I got off the anymore. antidepressant. And I know people, right now pain management is in two categories. There's pain management uh, places that believe in medicinal marijuana I so know. that they can decrease the patient's opiates. Even <laughs> if you take too much, mm -hmm. the effects of what you're taking too much mm -hmm. of, it, they're not even... I mean, they're side they're transient. They're, they're side transient. effects. They're yes. not adverse effects. Right. Adverse effects is something much I more dangerous. Almost 40,000 times the normal dose that somebody would utilize marijuana mm. would kill you. 40,000 times. The, the last time I heard something like that was with ketamine. ketamine uh, there's something called the lethal dose 50. Every drug that's approved in this country, the FDA makes them do the lethal dose 50, which means 50% of the animals being tested have to die. So ketamine was tested and it took, this is redundant, it's not with every med, 50 times the anesthetic dose for you and I to go under anesthesia finally killed the ape. But they couldn't just say it's a safe drug, ketamine. Nope, they had to kill the ape. So with marijuana, it's looking like 40,000 times the dose of what you would need for medicine <laughs> could finally kill somebody. So I know people are trying to say now, oh, you can't say nobody's ever died from marijuana before. Well, who would take 40,000 times the amount? Nobody. Explain how you can get into trouble with edibles. Smoking produce, it gets a quick, quick in and kind of a quick out. Um, when you ingest something, mm -hmm. it's going to go through the liver, into the bloodstream tissues, back to the liver, 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 all that process goes on and on and on. But there's going to be a peak, and that peak might not happen immediately. So with some of the edibles, and when I say edibles, I'm talking capsules. Uh, they have uh, medicinal strains in honey, coconut. Strips under your tongue. Strips that go under your tongue, exactly. They ha then they have the cookies and the brownies and stuff like that. Which I can't eat because they're not vegan. Yeah, I don't like those. The only trouble you're going to get into is, is it's too potent and you're going to go to bed for a little while or if you're going to go with the sativa, which we explained earlier was more like the antidepressant uh, productivity, more like the stimulant without that edginess. You can have some involuntary <laughs> movement. Yeah, you, you know, you're laughing at me, Joan, because I didn't want to smoke. So we got our cards for PTSD, and I found a strain of the morning sativa that I liked. Mm -hmm. And then I got the capsule. Mm. And unfortunately, it was way too powerful for really? me. Really? Yes, it mm -hmm. was. And mm -hmm. I did. I had, um, and there's also some information that if you've ever had a little bit of nerve damage, which I have had, that you're at a higher risk of some of these side effects. And the side effects was some involuntary movements. But I had that with Ritalin. Remember, I had that jerking with Ritalin. And so I had that. So the, the danger of that might be 
um, the effects didn't happen yet. An hour into it, it peaked maybe an hour, two hours in, and now you're in a motor vehicle. That would be a danger. So mm -hmm. you have to do everything s safely. There's a lot of psychotropic medicines out there. There's blood pressure pills. There's um, the seizure meds. They say you cannot drink alcohol or you cannot drive while you're under this. So I would like to say that if somebody says, absolutely not, I don't agree with medicinal marijuana because of what happened to you, you took a pill and it gave you some involuntary movements and it was a bit much. But what happens when somebody takes a blood pressure pill and too much of it? They get dizzy, lightheaded, and faint. Does anybody say, oh my God, take blood pressure pills off the market? No. They After can they think fall. They, they can fall. fall especially pass if they're out older. while they're driving. What the doc does, doc, you say doc, I say doctor. What the cardiologist does is lower the blood pressure pill, just like medicinal marijuana. You just tell the person, okay, lower the dose. No edibles for you. You might have to smoke it. Cut the strip in quarters and put it under your tongue. You can't take the whole thing. Again, more is not better. More is not always better. You are absolutely correct. So what the heck happened? Something happened in 1937. Ooh, they put it as a schedule. Well, I don't know about in the 30s. Wait, it was one. called the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, where it became the illegal devil of the drugs out there. And, and it was banned. It was absolutely banned for and use. I think it was 1972. It went to Schedule 1. Yes. Which I don't know if everybody knows what Schedule 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 are. We're prescribers. Schedule 1 is non-prescribable. It is for medis excuse me, research purposes only or there's, they deem it as no medical use whatsoever. So some of the other things that are Schedule 1s are heroin. Well, I'm going to disagree, I think. No, I know. We know there's medicinal use for opiates. Right, but heroin itself is still a Schedule One. Marijuana, even though it's legal in 25 states, remains a Schedule One. What is that about? It's already a medicine in 25 states. Why has it Change. not gone from Schedule One to Schedule Two? Changes Which slow. is prescribable. Changes slow. Oh, it, it is? I didn't know that. At least in the... Um, in the United States. United, United Uruguay, States. on the other hand, went full legal <laughs> a year or two ago. And do you know who fought them? The United Nations. They said, you can't do that. Uruguay said, of course we can. We're growing it to replete our soil of nitrogen and oxi oxygen, whereas cotton depletes. I love cotton. Don't get me wrong. I, I love do too. cotton. I've never had hemp clothing. So no, I I've never I either. Have nothing to I tried compare. to buy a hemp washcloth, and it was for everyone for Christmas, but it was about ten dollars per washcloth of that screw that I think that with medicinal marijuana I can't I can't stress enough that I have gotten off of Motrin which I can't metabolize safely through my liver I have gotten off of an antidepressant for my PTSD I've gotten off of the benzos Xanax and clonopin for my PTSD you I took a little bit of honey did I say honey I'm vegan I gotta say the vegan police are gonna be after Johnny, me you didn't I did I took a little bit of honey. It regulated my heart. Within 10 minutes, I was completely calm, and my heart beat was efficient and slow enough so that I had no symptoms of PTSD. I just want to add that I've suffered from major depression. Really? And PTSD mild. Yeah. Since I was a kid. I have been on the psychotropic medications, and they have worked, but not well enough. Mm-hmm. The addition of medicinal marijuana, which I never would have thought I'd say this right now. I wouldn't have either. I am in full remission, and that for that I am grateful. We're out of time, Joan. Thanks to our local producers and 
Team Hercules for production support. As told here, conversations and stories shared in the public interest in Studio W at WPAA-TV and Community Media Center. As told here brings community media to where you are. 